What are what are we uh, what are we supposed to do? We sp- and you talk we didn't more. prepare. Hey, oh, what's happening? This is ton. That was a legitimate and question. I wasn't really just like just was, doing that for oh, level checking. Actually I'm really asking. actually confused. Are you recording yet? Hey everybody, welcome back to FreePass. My name is Rob Murray. I am your host. FreePass is brought to you by the Free Press Media and is recorded at the KMSU studios on the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. Um, <clears throat> first of all, a little housekeeping. We apologize for the uh, lack of FreePasts recently. Um, but as I've said before on my little updates, uh, sometimes the business of um, my actual job at the Free Press gets in the way of doing podcasts. So um, that is what has happened, and now we are back with hopefully uh, regularly <laughs> occurring podcasts. Uh, this week, or this episode, rather, we have um, Dustin Wilness and Justin Klein from a radio show called The Five Count, which airs Saturday nights, 9 to 11 p.m. on KMSU. These guys have had um, one of the most amazing runs um, of high quality famous people on their show uh and you'll hear a ridiculous uh rundown that i do in in the episode of all the people they've had not all the people just a a small fraction of the people they've had on their show it's a really impressive list and um their show is is also very impressive it's been going since 2004 they've done hundreds i think they said 800 episodes um it's just astonishing uh, how long they've been going, how 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 well the show is done, and uh, I and I was very happy to have them on Freepcast. So, uh, without further babbling from me, uh, let's let's just get to the show. And here we are today with the guys from the Five Count. We have Dustin Wilmus and Justin Klein, who I th- just goes by Tan. Ton. ton. On, on the air, yeah. My name is spelled J-U-S-T-O-N. Like a ton of bricks? Yeah, and so as soon as I met Dust and he knew that somehow, he started calling me Ton. And that's that's, that's, that's the story my, of your name. Okay. Yeah, it's been my name on air. And it's been really uh, interesting, actually, for me because um, I've been as far away as Egypt and gone into a bar and been greeted by like 15 people that were chanting Ton. <laughs> Because the person that <laughs> that I was, they were, they it were was mummies. totally real. <laughs> it's totally real, and and uh, it's because the um, the person that I knew that was teaching in in Egypt when I went, the, the person I was technically visiting, is uh, one of Dusty's dear friends, Gretel. And I mean, I like to call her my friend, but it's we're nowhere near friend status as Dusty is. We're real friendly. But so she knew me from from up here, and probably just naturally talked to everyone about me as Ton. So um, it's been cool. I mean, I've had a lot of different weird experiences where people call me ton in the real world. And in the real world, I know I did kind of to you tonight because we're up at, <laughs> at KMSU, but typically I never introduce myself as ton to anybody. So it's it's kind of like a treat when I get to so experience So this is kind of, a, kind of a first. You, yeah. were, you were concerned we might not be able to get an hour, and we're already 12 minutes in, and we haven't even introduced <laughs> ourselves yet. Fucking about the guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go anyway. 
So, so there we are. We have uh, Tun and Dustin, and these guys are um, the masterminds behind a show on KMSU Saturday nights called The Five Count. So, um, and we'll talk all about The Five Count, but before we talk about The Five Count, we should talk about a, a little bit about who you guys are. Um, we know a little bit about your name, but where, Tun, are you from? I'm from Mankato here. Where'd you go to high school? West. Well, and that, until I get kicked out. <laughs> and then I went to Alternative. <laughs> So. That was his alternative went yeah. to juvie. Yeah. Went, went to juvie, okay. So Did you graduate from high school? Uh, yeah, I graduated, but I got like that generic, it's right. like Mankato Public School, but I got a, it's an actual diploma, not a GED. Okay. So it uh, took me a while. <laughs> did you go to college or anything? Did no. You, no, no? Okay. no, I basically, um, I was really not smart. Just led that life of crime for a while? I really did, actually, to be honest. Um, I did and made a lot of poor decisions. You have children, right? <laughs> I have one child now, yeah. Um, I don't know, it's weird. I mean, I was a smart kid, but uh, I grew up super poor and didn't really have any support and uh, didn't put it, didn't use the smarts in the right way, didn't, didn't have real great guidance that way, I, I don't think. Um, maybe my parents would think differently, but, uh, yeah. So I got smart after and started cleaning up my app act literally like on my own, like stop drugs, stop dealing them, stop smoking cigarettes, did everything and like got a job and got a woman and decided like, I need to, need to figure this out. I need, you know, I can't sustain this or I don't want to sustain this life forever. Mm -hmm. So I have some certifications and stuff um, that I got on my own while I was working a different job, um, and they paid for them. So I did that, and uh, yeah, and then ended up uh, having a profession in in IT. So where so do you work now? I work at Mayo Clinic Health System. Okay, but if you can even bleep that out, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know why I don't like uh, talking about where I work that much. You're the there. second person I've had on the show serious. that didn't want the world to know they work at Mayo. <laughs> Well, they're they're really serious, and if they <laughs> if they hear something that, that they don't like, you know, I don't know. They're very serious about that stuff. But I yeah, think I, it'll be, I think it'll be fine. I work there. It's a, it's a good place to work, and I'm happy to be working in IT. Um, I'm happy to have turned my life around to get get to where I am. So, well, I, I mean, I'm a hundred percent different person than than what I once was. And it's a good thing. It sounds like. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Still got the bad boy looks, though. I can see that. So he's got the he, he had his cake, and then he was eating it too, but also very <laughs> handsome, or however that wow. saying goes. Wow. So, Dustin, where'd you go to high school? Lesueur Henderson. Oh. Yeah. And they are the Eagles, the Patriots. What are they up there? The Giants. The of course. It's of course the Valley of the Jolly Valley Green Giant, but our colors are blue and gold. If that makes any sense. What brought you to Mankato? I went to school at MSU. Mm -hmm. Graduated when? 2004, I think. Pretty old. And then you've had a career in radio ever since? Uh, ever since up to a few months ago. I mean, I'm still here in the volunteer realm at KMSU, but not professionally anymore. Is that something you want to talk about? I can. I don't... <clears throat> I worked um, for... Uh, we won't get into it too deep, but... Um, Tell, tell people where you used to work and why you don't work there anymore. I worked for Radio Mankato for almost 15 years, KTOE mostly. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's I'll just say this isn't um, 
Rob or the Free Press or anyone out a ton, but um, some new owners came in, kind of changed a lot of things for the sake of change and cut a lot of things and automated a lot of things and are kind of slowly wrecking it, I feel. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, uh, wasn't the same job that I had all those years, kind of changed to pretty pretty quickly there towards the end. and. Mm. So I uh, now work at a real estate agency uh, sorting paperwork. How do you like that? <laughs> How do you like that? But you that? didn't see that coming. How do you like that? Uh, it's all right. It's um, it's definitely different. Uh, definitely not the same kind of politics and egos and That's gotta be nice. nonsense. As you may or may not know, working in media, there tends to be some of that at various points. You know, not in print. Not in print because there's Maybe no that's way more there's more no laid back. there's no quote talent. There's just there's just uh, <laughs> guys who have to churn out stories every day. Yeah, see, we there's talent, but also it comes with. Um, I shouldn't say there's no talent. Egos. There, are, there are talented people. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, there's not I meant, a lot I meant, of talent. I mean, like the free the press, ex- according to Rob Murray. Well, cut yeah. that out later. If you, <laughs> you know how, like in TV, the person on the air is referred to as the quote talent. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. There's nobody who is like that, who's kind of in a diva position. We're all just kind of grunts getting it done. That's all I meant. There's quite a few divas in radio. Some right. of them unnecessarily diva-esque. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, and they're everywhere. That's why we're up here, because it's just ton. And ton is, well, I, is ton. I don't even know if we escape the divas up here, honestly. But that's a whole other thing. Okay. I, everybody I know up here has been great, so... Maybe well, we're good. the divas. Maybe we <laughs> maybe are. It's, maybe it's just you. Yeah, maybe we are. <laughs> We've had some weird experiences up here. Very, very weird. Okay. So. Well, how'd you know. guys meet? Uh, we met up here. Yep. How so? Uh, we both uh, had different shows, and then uh, we were kind of, his was before mine. Okay. And then we just kind of hung out and eventually lost the other people that we were doing shows with and just did them together you just kind of merged what was your show dustin uh well i was on a show called the curfew for quite a while and then i was also working here at the time when i was a student on a news crew and uh, just kind of loitering (laughs) that sort of thing board hopping for lona and Mm -hmm. herb croon and you know the people who are are still here they had been here for like 30 years at that point and now they're still here Mm -hmm. so still need board ops i don't just kidding lona (laughs) <laughs> and and Tom, what, what, what was your show when you were here before you merged with with Dustin? Um, I, the, I, so I should preface it a little bit. A f- an old friend of mine from elementary school, Kelsey Fitzgerald, she was getting a mass comm degree, so that's how I got in the door. She just uh, we hadn't seen each other for years. She saw me at a, a, at the grocery store where I was working and said, "Hey, you know, you like music? You want to come on and do this radio show?" So I came up. And started doing a show with her, and we, it was first called the Triple B Express, which I don't even remember what that meant, what the Bs were. <laughs> There's three of them. Yeah, Triple triple B Express. had no idea. But then uh, we turned it into the Mothership Connection, and we played all funk music. Oh. And, uh, I mean, that Dusty and I were even kind of the masterminds behind that, honestly. And then, um, yeah. So that's what I was doing first. So I, I did a little bit of research, and I didn't write down <laughs> I didn't write down the date you guys began the five count. Was it two thousand four? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Can I just say that I'm kind of amazed that you find us to be in notable Mankatoans <laughs> to be on this particular uh, podcast? Well, you are in great company. It's nothing but the best here on Freecast. Because you said you did some research, and I've listened to all the other episodes, mm-hmm. and the people you talk to actually do things and are interesting and have. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. that they, people, people, I, I've got a long. I'm I'm gonna so people will you hear. You have a few pages there. People are gonna hear. I'm gonna read off like a ten percent of the guests you've had on the show that I've been amazed by. What he's saying, Dust, is that you've done some things and you should just own up to it. Yeah, you guys are just interesting people. You we've guys been, have a great show. We've been hashing this for years. But I'm like, we're awesome, and Dust's like, we're nothing. <laughs> I'm so happy you think I'm something, but really I'm just garbage. Must be Very the, modest. Like, come on, man. Must be the, the modest uh, Lesseur native in you that just yeah. refuses to... Uh, Acknowledge that you guys have done something special you're, here. You're a damn superstar. The Dusty. problem is we do some things that I think are interesting, but it's at a time slot that uh, you wouldn't know about, which is ironic because you've got a whole list of things where you, you're saying, wow, I can't believe this happened. Like, Well, no one else knows it happened because uh, we're still on Saturday nights after yeah. being here for 48 years or whatever it is. Well, and that also brings back to what I said before about weird things happening here. Um even even here, uh, we've never felt like we're, I don't know what, like uh, like very supported, really. Um, I, we, nobody's ever, like, expressed interest in what we're doing or been. Uh, we've, had, we've had instances where there's other shows in this program that, are, that are, are what I would say are very reputable on this station that say that x band is like their favorite band ever and we're, we're gonna have posters everywhere and we're gonna do this thing and oh, oh my god they're the greatest thing and we're gonna play them we're just gonna play them forever and then dusty will be like hey we interviewed the guys in this band we interviewed this guy we interviewed the lead singer or we interviewed more than one guy in this band would you like to play it on your show or do you want to like you even just like say hey you know it's on the five count or you know like it's on our website and it's like nothing they, there's no like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. There, there's none of that. Hmm. Um, even like there's been a period where during the pledge drive, there's a guy I saw on the list um, paid a bunch of money to uh, play Steve Ray Vaughan for a certain amount of hours in the day. And I was like, dude, I was a huge Steve Ray Vaughan fan. We interviewed Tommy Shannon and like, you want to play it on his show or show it to him at least or tell him like he might get a kick out of this. And it's a real, like I was like, I don't even get that nervous talking to people anymore. But that guy was like, kind of like, whoa, I'm going to talk to Tommy Shannon. No, zero. So that I think coupled, coupled with, you know, the time slot and whatever makes us kind of. Like, you wonder sometimes. I can see where Dusty wonders. Like, I put all this work in. Does anybody actually care? So when I when I was doing the research, I when you say put the work in, there there is, I mean, how many interviews have you done? Do you have a count? Because there's hundreds of them, aren't there? Um, yeah, I don't know. Hundreds, yeah. Like four, North of 400, something. four or 500. Yeah. Just for this show. We have a lot of other stuff on our website and YouTube that we haven't actually aired on the station mm-hmm. well now i mean we've uh, mentioned all the interviews you've had and i've got this list i'm just going to read the list i had a few questions before that but since it's out we're there, real downers here since it's out there i'm just going to go ahead and start the list off and people can can just hear uh just how many people you've had and this is literally not even 10 percent 
Can I just say that uh, even though we felt unappreciated for the last 30 years, now that Rob Murray knows us and has invited us on the, f- the Freakcast, uh, it kind of is all worth it. It's all worth I'm it I'm so now. happy to be able to do that for you guys. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Appreciate I, that. I am the tastemaker in this town, as was mentioned on a previous podcast. You're cool. That when is I, true. You're cool in this town when I say you're cool. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? So you uh, this are, is now off, it's going to happen. This is off subject. It's probably like 10 years or so ago. I think, Ton, you were there. We were sitting at the filling station, and we had a long conversation about how you used to uh, stalk Cat Glover. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted that info out there. But, oh, I've, uh, I've, I've written about it. She's She knows it now. Okay, because we do a lot of print wow. stuff on, on yeah, our we're show. Yeah, so we're going to get to We're going to talk about prints. Just wanted you to know that I remember that. I wrote a column a few years ago <laughs> confessing the whole thing, and um, in the comments I saw that I actually got back to her, and she was not thrilled about that. <laughs> she's weird. I've had limited interaction with her. She's uh, She's uh, out there. I'll put it up. I'll just say that. All all I'm going to say about that subject is I have seen some videos that in the moment that the video was captured, it seemed like she was going off the deep end a little bit. I don't hmm. know where she is now. I hope she's doing great. But in that moment, <laughs> if you're out there, it Kat. didn't look good. And hopefully now it's, she's doing amazing. But anyway, let's get to this wow. list. Sorry about that. For Christ's sake. Um, so, Amorosa Manig- is it Manigault? Yeah, that one was uh, a couple months ago, I okay. think. That Amorosa. was an odd one. Sheila E. Needs no introduction. Danica McKellar from, from, the, from The Wonder Years. Michael Kudlitz from The Walking Dead. Laura Gomez, Lauren Toussaint, and Laurie Petty from Orange is the New Black. Dionne Warwick. Wow. Uh, Garrett Morris. Garrett, <laughs> Garrett Morris from Old School SNL. Goosebumps creator R.L. Stein. The Cosby, show, the, the Cosby Show's Keisha Knight Pulliam. Public Image Limited's John Lydon. I'm going to go back and listen to that one. That one was, yeah, that, I've, I'll talk more about that if you want. Dean Kane from Superman, a Thompson twin. Burt Ward, who played a Robin in Batman and Robin. Comedian Rachel Feinstein, Eddie Money, rest in peace. Gary Newman, 98 Degrees, Kurt Cameron, William Daniels from St. Elsewhere and Boy Meets World, Richard Belzer, Peter Cetera, Donnie Moe and Anthony Williams from Happy Days. The late Dolores O'Rourke from The Cranberries. I had a, I, I got a little missy when I saw that. She's fantastic. Uh, Maite, Prince's ex-wife, George Thorogood, who I also interviewed. That was hilarious, actually. He's I have another guy. story about that also, if you... Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. Carrie Elvis from The Prince's Bride. Uh, legendary DJ Rick Dees. Busy Phillips. 80s teen singer Tiffany. Corey Feldman. Jesse Ventura. The Captain and Tennille's Tony Tennille. Run DMC's Daryl McDaniels, Ray Parker Jr., Biz Marquis, Lita Ford, Lou Graham from Foreigner, Suzanne Summers, George Foreman, and Larry Holmes on the same show. This is an odd lineup now that you're saying them all together. John Oates from Hall & Oates, Louie Anderson, Little House on the Prairie's Melissa Gilbert, and Dawn Wells, who played Marianne on Gilligan's Island. And that's, like I said, the tip of the iceberg. Um, pretty eclectic mix. Well, I, I, I went through all of them. I went through all of them just to get <laughs> just to get a slice of what you guys do. It's super varied. It's very, it's. It, I mean, as people can probably tell, there is just a lot of shit going on here on your show. I think it's fantastic. So, um, I want to jump into the questions I have for you that are kind of about your process and how the show kind of gets put together. And once again, it's on Saturday nights at eight, nine, nine. Okay, it's online for people who. And that's how I listen to it. Uh, when yeah. I do is is. 
most people don't like appointment radio nowadays. So. That's true. They just want to hear it in the car. They don't want to. Most people, I don't think, wait all week for a certain hour of a certain day to listen to a show or to do it's anything kind of a thing in the past. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's really changed the dynamic of our show because of how things have changed over the years. But I keep changing the subject. Sorry that's about fine. that. No. You want to talk more about Lita Ford? That I mean, that would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know one of her songs. It's a great song. Um, anyway, so as a fellow interviewer um, of a handful of people who may or may not be slightly famous, I don't have anywhere near a list like this, but I am anxious to pick your brains a little bit about your process. So how do you guys prepare for your guests? Do you spend hours researching Do you, or do you just wing it? I'm going to be honest. I do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I do nothing at all. <laughs> Zero. Dusty is the backbone of this show. He really is. Uh, well, thank you for thank, thank you for your honesty. That there's was, uh, maybe man. there's maybe been a few guests where I've like I don't know. He asked me, you know, is there any questions that you that you want, and or, or I'll send, you know, I'll just say like, can we ask this or whatever. But I'm guessing even when I say one, he's probably already got it mm-hmm. written down. So you gotta. So talk to us about me. your preparation, Dustin. Uh, I wouldn't say I spend hours researching, but I mean, I, I typically try to come up with, you know, just a handful of general questions, stuff that you would normally ask anyway, but I like to just write it down in case you get starstruck, mm-hmm. you know, and lead a Ford's on the phone and you get nervous and forget what your name is and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, usually, I mean, it varies because we've had so many different people on, but, uh, a lot of times, as you know, you got to focus on what they're working on now, and you got to talk about their new project, their new music. Otherwise, they can get a little pissy. We've had that happen before. Like, yeah, I know I did this. Uh, ton made Crispin Glover mad once because he was talking too much about Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, that happens, dude. Or even when we made, uh, God, I can't remember his first name, but uh, the guy who played Booger got him pissed off talking about playing Booger. Yeah, Curtis Armstrong. Yeah, Curtis Armstrong. From Revenge of the Nerds. Can uh-huh. you name some other things you've appreciated uh, from his career over the years? Yeah. Exactly. Anything else that he's been in? I can't in? give anything else like, yeah. in. Come on, Booger. I'm sure he's been in a few things. Here's I, here's the greatest, the greatest story of doing that that I think. Um, <laughs> uh, Michael Batio from Nitro. We totally, like, I... Did we did we both? We were both asking him questions about Nitro, and he totally gave us like a, well, that's in the past, and I don't really like to focus on that anymore. So and Nitro would be... They were an early 90s hair metal band. The singer okay. used to like shatter wine goblets with his yeah. voice, and the guitar oh. player had like the quad yeah. neck guitar. Michael Batio, yeah, okay. yeah, literally four necks. And Look it up on Google. Yeah, it's okay. it's completely insane, like extreme hair metal. And so he said, like, you know, he kind of got, like, pissy. I don't want to talk about Nitro. Literally, like, a month later, it was Nitro reunion. So, I think, you know, you're welcome. That was ton. That was all ton. <laughs> you're welcome for that. The Nitro world. fans. It was wonderful. So do you ever um, find yourself, um, uh, Dustin, since you do most of the preparation, do you ever find yourself trying to come up with questions you know they haven't been asked before? And um, the reason I say this, um, I... I, I interviewed Ann Wilson of Heart one time, and maybe you guys have seen this too. Um, 
you can tell that you were they had 20 interviews lined up that day and you were number 19 and yeah. they're just mm-hmm. she was tired she didn't want to answer my dumb reporter questions and i i both didn't have a lot of really good questions for her and i didn't want to make her sit through more dumb questions so i ended it after about five minutes because i could i could tell it was not a good experience um and in in in, in, uh, in hindsight she could have been better about just rolling with it that's her job but she wasn't that day she was tired but anyway do you ever find that that happens where people just don't have a lot to say to your questions and how and what do you do to try and keep them talking yeah that's um because you're mentioning like they go on these press junkets where they get switched over to a different radio station every seven minutes for three hours so you can tell that it's okay this is the 18th time i've uh, talked about this and Mm -hmm. i always try to throw in something some listeners actually refer to it as the dusty spot (laughs) which is because like you're talking about uh, danica mckellar from uh, the wonder years she was in a weird made for tv movie called camp cucamonga which i just randomly i'll try to throw in like one question like that that kind of catches them off guard mm-hmm. you know because then you can tell just by the like the inflection in their voice and stuff that like oh well, this is something i haven't been talking about every day for mm-hmm. the last 40 years so yeah. but otherwise you kind of have to go with uh, some of the general questions because you know it's a different audience for who we have on it's you know this guy is 100 percent different than this guy mm-hmm. so you always kind of have to have at least some general background questions i think but also, I think a lot of listeners want to hear answers to those regular questions. As much as, as, much as we interviewers like to try and um, come up with some good ones, I think a lot of that work is um, wasted because in the end, is it, is it for us is it, or, is it for, or is it for the readers? I mean, if we're trying to come up with really interesting questions to impress the subject, I mean, what are we, what are we really doing? So I, I have to stop myself sometimes from <laughs> doing too much Googling yeah, on, well, on people because I mean, who who really cares if I can come up with a, a super good question? It's just that's the same story that's going to be read in the paper. So what am I doing? It's interesting you you think about it that way. Um, I don't think about it that way at all. So first, I'll say so. Dusty comes up with a lot of those questions, and it's great to have those as like an an outline to stay on task. But every person, I'm sure you've even kind of noticed this now. Everybody that you interview, they're very different. Some people you might ask a single question and they run on for 30 minutes and you're trying and they answer all your questions. And some people you're like working really hard to just get, you know, get something out of them. So I think of that stuff, the, the, the dusty spot to as like more of a way to get that person to snap out of being interviewed, like get me to what's real. Because those people are also way more used to being interviewed, you know, than us or what, you know, whoever. And, and they're, they've, they've even got an autopilot. Mm-hmm. So you can get that autopilot garbage in many different places, you know. You can hear the interview that they're doing with you all over the place. So I don't think of it as whatever what, what people want to hear. I do, I guess, think about a little bit of what I want to hear, but I also mainly want to get them to a spot of being real, which is naturally going to go to a place where other people are going to connect and possibly hear something that they haven't heard on the view or, you know what I mean? On another program. Oh, I, that's, that's, that's always the goal for yeah. any interview. So getting them to be real is different than trying to find that magical 
question. You know, sometimes that can even happen with the way you pose the question that's been asked already a hundred times. You know, I think it's way different for um, for the free press though, because you have a general audience, whereas our show you kind of have to tune in on purpose. It isn't something that you would grandma would just see sitting yeah. on the table and start reading it. You know, so also the way the way you do it, and I this is one of my one of my questions too is um, the the way you interview people is different than the way that I would do it. You do it. It's part of the, it's part of the product. And my interview is not, which is why if you watch me interview somebody, it's going to be three hours and you might see, you might 5% of it might end up being in my article because I let people talk for hours and hours and hours and I take them down roads. I never thought I, Okay. I will typically show up to an interview with no questions prepared. I cannot do that here because it's part of the it's part of the, it's part of the product. I have to have questions and not have dead space and not just sound like an idiot. Um, but when I do my 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 uh, print stories, I have no questions prepared. Interesting. Ever and it's I tell people don't ever do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I only I, I I can only do it this way because I've been doing it for so long. But I would never tell somebody who's who's new in the business to not come prepared it's it's It's, not a good idea it's tricky though because um like let's take for instance cat glover you know who that is because you're a big prince fan but the average person would be like who is cat glover what is this about so you kind of have to have that general background Mm -hmm. but then there's other people you know like youtube comments are horrible i don't know if you've ever we'll put our interviews on youtube and it's Why'd you spend all this time? We know how Cat Glover met Prince. Why don't you guys just go kill yourselves? Like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. not everybody who's listening <clears throat> knows who this is, so you kind of have to set the table a little bit. But basically the moral is everybody's pissed off all the time at everything nowadays, so just do whatever you want. I yeah. think online comments are the <laughs> worst thing that's come from all the technology in the last 20 years. The fact that people can write anything about anything and have no consequence has made this country a worse place. And I'll stop on my soapbox there. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, because you wouldn't see that in person. Like, on nope, public, you would somebody never, wouldn't say... You wouldn't say any of that shit. Hey, Rob, I, I read your story about the city council meeting last night. Why don't you die? Yeah. <laughs> like, no one's going to say that to you in person. <laughs> but they'll type it on your comments, you know, and then yeah. just go on about their day. So this is how we um, get an hour out of people like you. I've got so many questions Sorry, left. Sorry, yeah. I, well... People, I, Let's see, get back I, let to people it. I let people go and they just go down interesting <laughs> roads and I can bring it back when I need to and let you go when I need to. So, um, but I, I do want to get back to your process a little bit because I am, I am kind of curious how you choose your subjects. Is that a joint decision you guys make or is it, are, are you talking about the interviews? How you in choose particular? who you interview? Yeah. Totally joint, but mostly dusty. But of course, <laughs> nowadays, I mean, before it was. It was more, I was more involved, but I can't take off of work as much now. Okay. It's not as easy. Um, and I used to try to get interviews a lot more than I do now just because of that. It was easier for me to get off work, so it was easier for me to schedule in case I had to come and do it or whatever. But, I mean, we talk about it somewhat. But I think we've also run into a weird thing where we're both a little superstitious like if we tell each other if it's a big one and we say we're working on it then we're i don't know at least i feel this a little bit like i'm scared if i tell him it's like i don't want to tell him until it's locked in <laughs> otherwise it might just go away 
Because I told my whole family once that we were having all the Jacksons on, and I had a, a 100% yes I'm that the Jacksons are going to be on. You know, and I had lined it all up, and I told Dusty, and I told my mom, and it's this amazing thing and whatever, and then they just dissolved into mm. nothing. Like, I need to be <laughs> in the room. Call, like, I need to have their phone number in hand or something. You know? Okay. But anyway. But we did eventually have Tito Jackson on. We did, yeah. So there is a happy ending to that story. So how do you choose them, and do you is there any kind of timeliness in, 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 in involved in who you get? I mean, or do you just you – just, I don't know. Is there is there a service you guys use to line you up with people, or how do you get uh, them? There's some of that. I mean, because I, I worked in commercial radio for so long, I have uh, you know various contacts and things that I'm able to kind of you know if somebody's you know similar to you, like if somebody's coming to the civic center, hey, talk to Hart, you know, or it's a lot of that kind of thing, or you know, we'll reach out to the people themselves. You know, this guy's got a new album out. This guy's playing a show here. This guy's got a new book. You know, you kind of just try to, for every person we have, you know, on your list there, there's probably four or five that didn't pan out, but uh, it's a lot of work, I guess, for a volunteer but radio show. That's been more recent years, though. Like, we started that that whole thing just by saying, like, I, I, would, I think it'd be cool to talk to that guy. And then for for years it was like I don't care what anyone else thinks I think I find it interesting so let's talk to him, that's it. That was the only process to us deciding who's going to be on the show. Just who you thought was cool. Yeah, exactly. So there's no like timeliness factor for you guys. You don't try and peg who you talk to to a, a show they're going to be having or an anniversary or anything. Now like that. yes, but okay. previously not as much. It's evolved into that, and then even through Dusty's. I will I'll call it professional radio career. That's where more of those connections came in, you know, that he has. And then um the the sheer volume of people lined up required to like to sort of schedule or uh we might have had like one planned at some point or, or five in the can and then this person contacts dusty or whatever and says oh this album's dropping and running we need this this saturday and we need you know and then it's like okay well all this gets sidelined and we got to do this it's like an, the nature of the yeah the business kind of kind of thing so of all the guests you've had um who was your best interview <laughs> that's that's such a ridiculous <laughs> i get question i get that question who's your favorite is what i get all the time and I get those are the two top two questions that I get all the time is like who's what's your best or who's your favorite interview and how do you get them all? And it's funny that my short answer I gave you a longer answer. My short answer is just like anything else, you contact people and you ask. You ask for them to come on the show, they say yes or no, but you just don't quit. That's it. That's what it is in life for many things. Favorite show though is out of four hundred some, I don't know. I mean, Jesus. Years ago, maybe would have been Tommy Shannon. I loved it when we had uh, the body on. Um, That's Jesse the Body Venture. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and what's favorite to me is probably just whatever to someone else. Eddie Money was hilarious to have on. Um, Bill Lindsay was hilarious. From Impaler. Yeah. The shock rock group uh, from Minneapolis Some, yeah, like in somewhat, the 80s. and. Yeah, of course. Yes, someone hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah. What's um, what's the uh, green jello guy? I forget his name now. 
Bill Manspeaker. Bill Manspeaker was awesome. <laughs> he was, That interview was a hell of an interview. That guy was like on 10 the whole time. Green Jello guy? Oh, yeah. Remember the you Three remember Little the... Pigs song from the 90s? You remember? Green Jelly? Maybe I, not. I, I don't. I mean, oh, maybe we'll put a snippet in the show, but. Well. Yeah. It's, um, we've had a lot of like big name, like Hall of Famers and, you know, Grammy winners and whatever, but a lot of times I feel like it's weirder shows that like there is a cable access show that i watched all the time as a kid called the fish masters yeah out of california and for some reason it was on like channel three in the sewer when i was a kid and we reunited those two guys nobody would know what that is but that's like one of my favorites <laughs> you know or we had um from trailer park boys we had yes. randy and uh, jim Leahy. oh that was the best and you know the average person probably wouldn't think that was a big deal but those guys pretty much just on the fly, recorded a episode of the Trailer Park Boys yes. on the phone with us, and we had we had Leahy lined up, and and he, they called us, and they were literally driving in their car, and Randy was with the guy, and they just did, they were just in character the whole time, and it was like the great. Have you watched the Trailer Park Boys? Never seen it. Oh my God, you need to take a look at it. Give they me did. a give me a ten second give the <laughs> give our listeners a okay. ten second synopsis. Well, well, Jim Leahy was the <laughs> of the show's premise. Yeah. Okay. It takes place in a trailer park, <laughs> and uh, and there there's, boys. there's some guys who have lived there like their whole lives or whatever, and and some of their family of some of the guys lives there. Jim Leahy was the the park security guy, um, but he had been fired pretty swiftly within the series, but he never leaves. And Randy is his uh, his homosexual life mate, but isn't they're on and off. <laughs> they're they're kind of uh, it's funnier than he's making it. Yeah, an on and off relationship. <laughs> um, Randy never wears a shirt, and he eats a lot of hamburgers, and he's got a big gut. And Jim Leahy's completely smashed drunk always. Um, so <laughs> picture us, except in a trailer park in Canada. Yeah. The, uh, the show is hilarious. Okay. You should definitely right. um, take a look. So when they called the the guy who plays Jim Leahy was already like he 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 can act perfectly, completely smashed. Um, he's he's passed on now. Uh, so you know, God rest his soul, type right. of thing. But uh, <clears throat> Randy was there, and and they had their whole kind of the way that they talk on the show, like. They're very much like do they're 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 not very um, feminine about it, but you know they have these loving endearing kind. Of, this is like this thing between them. I don't know. It's just the greatest having that interview and them in character. <laughs> this is wonderful. I, I will check it out. You have see, you to. didn't think we would pick those. Well, I was I was going to ask you which who who surprised you the most as far as being uh, better than we thought or. Either way. Worse than we thought. Either way. You mentioned George Thorogood. That guy was a dick. Yeah. He Did was you, great for me. Was he? <laughs> He's not listening, is he? I don't think he I don't care, there. actually. He was unnecessarily dinkish, I thought, but uh, what do you do? I wouldn't say he was great. I, I, it, he was one of the first ones that I did when I got this job, and he, he's also one of those guys who likes to use your name in responses so she'd be like you know what Rob I'll tell you what Rob here's the thing Rob this is (laughs) you know Rob this is how it is and I'm telling you the truth here Rob okay and and it just kind of made me feel good like I was oh he's he's talking to me should we start doing that (laughs) 
Oh yeah. No, I'm on to you guys now. So now. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing, Rob. It's yeah. <laughs> Uh, Who is, so I I I mentioned to you guys my story of Ann Wilson of Heart. Do you do you guys have anybody like who was memorably difficult to interview? Uh, Ton made Ron Jeremy cry. You had Ron Jeremy on the show. <laughs> well, twice, yeah, twice. Ton, second, Ton made him cry. The second time what? he, I think he <laughs> like, I think he tried to forget that he talked to us because the second time he seemed like he hadn't didn't 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 want to like, I don't know. He was with other people the second time and didn't want to say that he had talked to us before, but. I, I mean, I didn't legitimately make him cry. I don't think he did. Dustin shaking his head. Well, so for, for for listeners who who are um, decent people who yeah. don't who don't know who Ron Jeremy is, he is a he is an adult film star. He's an adult film star, and and the first time when we interviewed him, he was doing a tour, and he was at this college where he, he did a debate tour, and so he had a guy like a very um, straight laced Christian man, and, and and then himself, and they would debate. Uh, about pornography and and what it does to the country and what it does to people and whether it's good or bad and so we went and got to see it and then we interviewed him and then uh i just posed the question of (laughs) like after all this time like you seem like a really nice guy and everything you know like like you seem like a stand-up guy and after all this time of doing porn do you is there is there a part of you that misses or wishes you would have had a family or like had children or like whatever like it you know to, to me that's just a real yeah. you could like, hear just his face over the phone just like oh i gotta go guys and he really <laughs> did like instantly was like interview done it was really really tough i mean it, it, he went downhill like boom and it's just like all of a sudden i gotta go but to answer your original question <laughs> who is the most Difficult, have, I think. Have we answered any of your original questions yeah. thus far? Okay. Yeah, we have. Close enough. Uh, Frank Stallone. Oh. I was so stoked to have Frank Stallone. I've been trying to get Sly for years, and his uh, his publicist will talk to me, but we just can't ever make the deal happen. But Frank Stallone, we got on this program. I still have his, his phone number in my in my cell. Should we call him? We were really <laughs> stoked to talk to him, and he just kind of sucked and was, like, blowing his nose, and he's like, we're putting the tree up over here. What's the deal? Sly's <laughs> not that big a deal. I mean, I did some stuff, and it was like. He was real defensive. Yeah, I was like. And you know, not everything he did was great. You know, he didn't do all those great movies. Frank just. Just calm down. Cool. I, we I, we like, called you. I don't even recall saying Sly's name, but what? Okay, <laughs> like it was, it was fine. It, I don't know. It was interesting. Oh my God. Um. So Rob, what's uh, what's yeah. your next question? <laughs> you guys have a few <laughs> obsessions, and uh, one of them I share, one of them I don't. Let's talk about the good one first. Uh, Prince. Mm-hmm. Who's the Prince fan? Are you both like big Prince fans? I don't know if you could tell, but when you walked by my car to check if the building was open or whatever tonight, I was rocking to Prince. I've been listening to Prince for days now. We're both huge that fans. That new box set, have you bought that? The, I, can't, I can't afford that. I'm a journalist. Man, <laughs> you know, I used to be just like you, Rob, and then I uh, got a real job in the real world, couldn't put the media behind me. In the mm-hmm. real estate business. I'm buying box sets left and right. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I, 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 I will get that eventually. We're, we're both fans. I don't know why Dusty's not answering, but. Well, Rob, I'm a big <laughs> Prince fan also, Rob. 
I don't he know is. who's the bigger one. Like but, like uh, for how long? Like like since since the beginning? Like I mean, yeah, how how old are you guys? Uh late thirties. I'm thirty nine. Okay, so I got a few years on you. I'm fifty. Um, I I've loved Prince since I was a a kid. Okay. I mean, um, I remember. I I grew up uh, single parent home. My mother and she had a very large family, so she had sisters that were around all the time, like watching me and whatnot. She had sisters that were teenagers and then much older than her. And so I spent a lot of time with girls, like dancing to music and whatever, all summer long, you know, summer break, and we're like watching MTV and whatever. And so, you know, the younger ones, they all had the Prince album and stuff, and it was a lot of playing that and watching Purple Rain and whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I have always loved it. How about you, Dustin? We, uh, I've liked Prince forever, too. Uh, there was my fiancé, I don't know, do I call her my fiancé? My wife, I guess. We've been engaged for about 18 years, so. <laughs> but um, she she doesn't hate what? she doesn't hate Prince, <laughs> but she's like. Uh, 18 years? Well, um, the math might be off. Something like that. 10, A lot 12. Years, yeah. If it's more than one, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, maybe that's a whole other podcast. Maybe. But, uh, um, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Let's gloss over that. <laughs> no, you want to not air that, Rob? Because I listen, Rob was a broadcast journalist, <laughs> so the weddings are expensive. That's the yeah. basically the story there. But uh, she was she doesn't hate Prince, but she kind of likes to pretend she doesn't like Prince just to kind of spite us. Mm-hmm. So we in turn spited her with, the, "Well, we'll just celebrate Prince Miss," and that was so what eleven years ago yeah. or so. Now every year we celebrate Prince Miss, so we've had quite a few. Not Cat Glover because she's a little nutty but mm-hmm. um we had a lot of other people on so kind of guests. become the uh the prince show i guess on this station maybe maybe some other shows think they're the prince show i shouldn't say that but i don't i mean i don't know of any shows that would say that other shows probably would play prince but i don't know of anybody who is on <laughs> yeah. record the way you guys are with your yeah. prince fandom and we've gotten interviewed by other people that like were writing books about prince and we're in like footnotes and books and stuff about Princemas and like interviewing us because we did this Princemas thing and what you know. So, um, thank you, Ashley. So you guys have had <laughs> Sheila E. She's not in the in the Prince band, but she's in the Prince family. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've had Brown Mark. Mm-hmm. You've had. Well, just tell me who, you, who you've had. You've had a lot of people. Andre Simone several times. Andre uh, Simone. Andre Simone. Doctor Fink. Mm-hmm. Bobby Z. Maite. Rhonda. Yeah, what's... Well, uh, she was later on. She was more in PG, yeah. Rhonda uh-huh. Smith. Jellybean. Mm-hmm. Jellybean. Do we have Maceo? Yeah, Maceo Parker. Mm-hmm. Guy uh, from, from the Hornheads. We, I don't know. I can't even think of them all now. I had probably 15, 20. Yeah, I mean, he's played with a lot of guys. So a lot of guys between the Revolution and New Power Generation have been on the show. Um, and that, I mean, that's, I think we are always secretly hoping to get Prince at some point. Um, I guess I always was, but, uh, we didn't make it happen. I mean, to give you an idea of how big a fan I am or whatever, 
that uh, when I heard that Prince died, that is the only. So what, what? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But when you're growing up, you hear your parents talk about like uh, when JFK died, or you know, like all these like these big impactful things that I never really, you know, I wasn't alive, so I never really experienced the stuff of like, oh my God, or even when Elvis died or whatever. I heard all these stories. Prince is the only one for me that I can remember where like a celebrity type figure died and it impacted me and impacted me for a long time. That's, that's like not, it doesn't happen for me ever really. So yeah, that one, like I can remember exactly, you know, the moment that somebody even said something and I was like, I immediately was like, no, don't, don't tell me this and whatever, you know? So that happened to me too. I didn't believe that. I'm like, no, like I this get, can't be real. Please don't tell me this. I got a bunch of "I'm so sorry" texts, but they were just vague. So That's, I thought, like, well, what's like, oh, my shit. family's dead? What? I guess, or <laughs> yeah, like, some tons been in an accident? Like, what do you? What happened that I, you're so sorry about? Yeah, the weird thing is, I don't even have that about. Um, I don't even have that about family members. That's weird when I think about that now. There's nothing else where someone has died where I know, like, where I was and the person, like, I know I can see the person's face and hear their voice right now. I know exactly who it is who I, whose voice told me that Prince was dead. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's very, very few things that are that, that way for me in life, but that's one of them, so... And I still, when I when I listen to it, or we just watched the the DVD um, from that new box set, and I know Dust kind of laughs at me sometimes, but even while we were watching that, I I'm just like going, like it just blows my mind. The guy blows my mind, and it's like, I I don't think there's a better I don't think there's a better musician slash entertainer that ever lived, possibly certainly not a more prolific one. Like it just is not, that's just reality. That's, the, you know, that's the, the interesting thing. And I think he was way over most people's heads and that's why maybe he didn't get, you know, reach the stardom that some people think he should have or whatever, you know, people gauge how famous you are or what, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's an impactful thing. So. Yeah. So I'm stoked to have Princemas. I tried to get a, a T-shirt made. I, I designed a T-shirt, a Princemas shirt. I put it on T Public. We use that to for our five count shirts and everything. It got taken down in three days. But in three days, I had 16 orders, and um, I don't know if any of them got fulfilled. I should have ordered one immediately. And I didn't. I used like I found a font that was similar, but not to the actual Purple Rain font, and I found a symbol that was similar but not the actual symbol and I put Merry Princemas on it done done Mm. took him down instantly kind of a bummer so you guys have had a few interviews with people since his death I mean has has the the tenor of those conversations uh, I'm guessing it's different now that some of the the questions you have are about the fact that he's dead well you could sense that there was um, people that we spoke to while he was still alive who obviously loved him and had a, a relationship with him and they meant a lot to their career but they also had some sort of kind of uh, animosity mm-hmm. about you know how Prince maybe just kind of I, don't know, I guess he's somewhat fickle about things so he just moved on to something else and mm-hmm. 
you know, like Andre Simone or some of these people were just kind of like, you know, well, or Jelly Bean especially was kind of mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'll never work with him again, you know, this and that. But And then, of course, you know, after he dies, then nobody says anything yeah. like that at all. You know, it's all very complimentary. So it's, you probably never get an actual real answer about certain things from people anymore. But right. Maybe you would out of somebody really close to him. I mean, even Sheila E., I think, was pretty real with us. You know, somebody close to him. But uh, did yeah. you guys did you guys see uh, the meltdown Jesse Johnson had at a concert recently? Maybe mm-hmm. it was a couple months ago. He started ranting about what an asshole Prince was to him. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, the the guys from the time, especially. I mean, they have a lot of uh, a lot of bones to pick with them, I guess. But yeah, uh, yeah. they're most of them are complimentary now about yeah. you know, but right. except for Jesse Johnson because. He wrote Jungle Love, and yeah. Prince took it from him. So, yeah. But we, yeah, we're friends with Jesse Johnson. Yeah, we met him. Are you guys are buds. When I say friends, I met him at the Mall of America at a book yeah. signing. But uh, <laughs> that counts. Yeah. Um, let's let's uh, let's move on here. So we're <laughs> you can cut a good forty minutes out of the middle of this. We're getting up to an hour here, so uh, I like to kind of hit that mark. But I want to ask you guys about wrestling. You guys have talked to a lot of wrestlers, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why. <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean? Explain is, your obsession with This is the entertainment business. Professional wrestling. Uh, we've both been fans since we were little kids. If you grew up in the 80s, I mean, you got swept up in it at some point, didn't you? I did, but it was more of the 70s. Okay, so well, early well, 80s, all-star wrestling. Yeah, interesting. It's... Uh, so Crusher, Jerry Blackwell, and Jumpin' Jim Bronzel were your- Jerry Blackwell, Jerry Fatwell. Oh, see <laughs> that. That's what you call them. If you were here right now, you wouldn't be People called that. that when they were doing the you know, the Smack Talk interviews, uh, but there was uh, Vern Gagne, the High Flyers, Greg Gagne, and Jim Bronzel. This might be before your time. No, we can- You guys do another hour. Shit? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, <laughs> and then Hulk Hogan came into it, and Andre the Giant, and when- right. When that went to like the stratosphere level of fame and mm-hmm. crowds is when I guess stopped. That was attention. too much for you. Stop paying attention. You're like, who's this Hulk Hogan guy? He's a poor man's I rock liked, and roll Bucks Doomhoff. I liked yeah. Hogan. I liked the 24 inch pythons. I mean, that was a good act. Yeah. But then it got to be where they weren't even trying anymore to to to, to try and pretend it was an actual athletic contest <laughs> well see that's the beauty of of our show i think is that you can listen to and like some things and other things you can just you know well take a pass and maybe maybe next week it'll be totally different what do your listeners say do they do they like the wrestling stuff a lot of them do yeah yeah so here's the other thing um <clears throat> dusty and i grew up being big fans of wrestling so our our heyday was probably that andre hulk hogan part mm-hmm. But now, both of us don't watch wrestling on a regular basis. It's gotten to be just way too much now. So, we're not super fans right now. It's kind of like too, I don't know, WWE is too much. It's like it's like to keep up with it, you'd have to watch 9, 10 hours a week or something. And it's crazy, and it's just the regurgitated stuff and too much interview and talking. Who cares? But... uh we still can appreciate. So what what you said is like it's no longer an athletic 
I forget exact words that you use. Pretending used. to be an athletic event. Yeah. <laughs> Where, when in actuality, it 100% is an athletic event, completely. It's also entertainment, but I can still respect what those guys are doing in the ring. So if I watched a, a, a wrestling show, I watch it in a different way now. I mean, if you really think about it, even the guys now, the stuff that they're doing in the ring is like extremely athletic, like beyond a football player, beyond a baseball player, and also extremely dangerous at times. So in in my mind, it's like just that basic level, they deserve some sort of respect. I think it's athletic. I just don't think it's an athletic contest. Yeah, it's not a contest. You're you're right. There, there's nothing. There's no nothing at stake. There's yeah. Not, there's no outcome to be. There, it's at stake if somebody for. slips and botches and you break yeah, maybe, your neck. Maybe. You Still know, fun. That's though. real. Got a little. I got to be honest. I'm not a huge Dion Warwick fan, but um, we had her yeah. on the show. I mean, I wouldn't say you know what, Dion, you're not really all that sweet. You kind of yeah. just you know we have on people that we don't particularly you know love, but. Other people See, probably I do. Don't, so. I don't think you're being honest when you say you're not a huge fan. Like, half the guests on your show are wrestlers. <laughs> half of them? Well, well, we got connected with a WWE person, and so then when they ask, we just don't say no. That's a big part of it. Also, wow. here's another side note. I'm just giving you guys shit. <laughs> here's another <laughs> side note that I've really liked, and this is real. Um, we've pro- I've provided tickets. We have provided tickets to a lot of people for those shows that sincerely love it, including people with children with mental illnesses, physical handicaps. Um, like there was somebody who was over the moon that, that we were able to give them tickets and their child was also dealing uh, with the illness and was set up within the make a wish program. And it was That's like great. getting go, you know, going to WWE. I think they went to uh, WrestleMania or Royal Rumble and they then included me with that whole thing. They they went there. They I think it was WrestleMania. They bought me some gear, like a hat, you know, whatever. And they brought it back to me and gave me a card and shared me their family photos. I mean, it's an impactful thing, even if, you know, you're just doing it for somebody else. Uh, so finally. So there, Rob. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Finally, um, I wanted to, uh, you, uh, uh, Dustin, were in the newspaper this week. For your, um, we had a, we had a piece on zines popping up around town, and I called Who wrote, you. See that is that a, nepotism isn't the right word, but it must be some kind of shadiness going on because I mean, I'm in the paper. Here we are on the Free Press podcast. Ooh, ooh, I mean, I, don't know I didn't shady. even know you were in the paper this week. <laughs> hey, I mentioned your name. Did you? Wow, thanks. So <laughs> yeah, so we had you in the paper because uh, I did an article about uh, zines popping up around town and. Um, I didn't feel it was uh, a complete telling of what's happening without mentioning Save the Crumbs, which was your zine that died a couple years ago, but um, it was very well done. Can you explain for listeners what that was and how you started that and why it died? Kind of do what I asked you to do in the the Q&A. Sure. Do you want me to just read that? (laughs) (laughs) No, I started, um, what was it, 2007? I think you you probably know more than I do now because you wrote it, but... uh, Sounds right. My friend Paul Conley had a zine up in Duluth, and I thought that there should be something like that here, and there wasn't at the time. I'm not suggesting that we invented the zine. I'm sure there's been plenty of them since then, but at the time there wasn't. There was Static Magazine, I think it was called. And, yep. You know, but the same five people are in that all the time, so 
we've just started it to kind of give, you know, some other people a chance to be published, quote unquote. So um, Ton and I did it for quite a while there towards the end. And it was just um, busy schedules and just kind of, um, you know, people were writing things on their blogs. They didn't want to, you know, what's printed, printed page was competing with MySpace blogs and that sort of thing. So it kind of slowly kind of petered out. But um, yeah, we did it for probably about seven, seven or eight years, something like that. So when it's at its peak, what, what, what niche do you think it kind of filled in Mankato? It's hard to see because we kind of set it up like we do the five count where there was just everything in there, you know, like it wasn't just, you know, poetry and whatever. I mean, there was, it was very eclectic. So I guess weirdos probably <laughs> liked it <laughs> for lack of a better term. I mean, we allowed a guy to have like a weird comic kind of thing, a comic reoccurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, James uh, James Mackey, that's the other guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was also in the article. Yeah. He He's his got own. his own Z now. Yeah, yep. he used to work for, I, sh- I say work, nobody got paid, but. Yeah. <laughs> we do, a, we spend most of our um, lives doing things that don't make any money. Have you noticed <laughs> the theme here? But, yeah, I mean, there was something literally for everyone photographs even though it was black and white but we people submitted photography mm-hmm. articles about anything about like genitalia to going to the grocery store you know like whatever it was all free reign so i don't know i think it was a really interesting thing but it had to be the internet that killed it i don't know because in the end when it's like dusty and i are like dusty's writing two articles and i'm writing an article and submitting photography and you know and we're basically paying for it and we're getting it printed and him and i are distributing it around town and you're you know you're like trying really hard just to, like hey you want to just throw just put a poem together or does somebody want to do something and just fizzled out so were there were, were there some places who wouldn't let you put Save the crumbs out. Yeah, there was a bunch of them. Yeah, and, and why was what, what did they say to you? Just people, you know, what's what is? I mean, what do you? What is this all about? I mean, what are you trying to? I mean, what is? What are you trying to gain? I mean, what is? Yeah, it's like nothing. It's just it was seemed fun, to, and we printed it, and now we'd just like to leave it here. Like, yeah, what, it's local people, and <laughs> there's no agenda or anything. People what, got weird about it. Yeah, what's on people's minds right now? You know, and and they were totally like, nah. It was interesting. Or some places even we'd put it out, they'd say yes, and the next time we went back to put out the new ep- or the new issue, it would just be gone. It would gone just, as in they were all taken? No. Or someone in, took them and took them away? In it's, yeah, not on the, on the counter anymore. Because we even made, like, these little displays and, and you know, put a thing free, save the crumbs and stuff, and just gone. Kind of interesting. So I know you mentioned in the article why it why it died, um, and you, you did say something about that here. But it, what do you think today it would have a better chance of surviving? I think so, just because of um, you know people are buying records and people are collecting things now. I think I feel like that's kind of making a comeback. So people uh, kind of gotten over for the most part. I think um, eBooks and that sort of thing, and they like to have actual books again. And so it probably would be easier to do it now than than it was at that time. Maybe. You really think so? 
Well, because who has blogs anymore? Do people do that? Yeah, I guess. That fad kind of started when we were doing it and died since then, so. I think they've kind of graduated into full-blown websites. Yeah. But the average person was, <clears throat> well, why would I write this thing and give it to you when I could post it on my MySpace page right. and then Rob can heart it instantly and then I'll have a good day? Yeah. You know, you don't get that when you just give it to somebody else, I guess. True, but, true. So um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about or plug coming up? What do you have coming up on the five count next week? The five count Christmas. Christmas. It's the holidays, oh, wait. Rob. Wait, when is this going to be on? When is this airing? Could be this New This is going to be, um, it'll be this week. Oh. Maybe maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. We'll see. Well, it's going to be the five count Christmas. It's going to be awesome. You should come up. It'll be, it, it'll be out before uh, the five count Christmas. Starring Rob Murray. And a lot of people are going to hear this and go to the Five Count Christmas, I'm sure. That's why you need to be on it. <laughs> what a better opportunity for you to get your feet wet here on live radio. The, there'll be hilarious stuff. We do. We have a few Christmas songs or two Christmas songs that we uh, wrote and, and recorded and played. We play those every year. And uh, there'll be some gifts. It'll be great. And you guys record live, correct? Yep. Yep. From right here in the studio, or do you do it in the other one? That one's a live studio. Okay. okay. It's kind of like what we're doing now, except we record a podcast live on the radio, gotcha. which is not usually how people do it. But um, Okay. Oh, and I wanted to mention you guys um, You guys use Patreon, correct? We do. So if people want to um, go to thefivecount.com, they can sign up to be... Um, what do you call it when someone gives you money through 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 Patreon? You would patrons. Be, you would be an associate producer. Associate producer. So yeah. you can give a dollar, two dollars, five bucks. Five bucks. Is that a monthly? Six hundred bucks. One time. Uh it can. It's monthly, but if you think it totally blows, I guess you could cancel it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. we're hoping that you sign up for it and then forget you did, and then you just keep continuing to pay us for years. So what is the uh, what is the suggested contribution monthly? It's a dollar to to gain entry. So okay, and what does that get you? You get you get perks and stuff for that, right? Bonus shows, all the old episodes. I mean, we've got we just did episode uh, the Christmas episode will be number eight hundred and one. Eight hundred and one. So there's plenty of uh, there's fifteen hundred some hours of us doing what we've just been doing here. Just you guys talking. If mm-hmm. you just want to waste a lot of your. Uh, Saturdays like us and doesn't um, get a lot of catching up to do. If you're if you're a patron, do you also get a Christmas card? Is that what I saw? Yeah, and wouldn't yeah. that be something? You get a fancy Christmas card and a letter. We're and sending a those nice out little soon. Letter Dusty put together is real nice. Just trying to get so, back to the kids, you know. Uh, we also do a new uh, program called the Five Count Co-op Show that's just on YouTube. Oh, so if people are really listening and want to check out more about us, go to the fivecount.com. And you can find everything there. Go to you, link to our YouTube. You can watch the Five Count Co-op. That's like a gaming show. It's got us down in the lower right-hand corner, and then we're playing old NES games and basically being ridiculous and hilarious while playing it. Um, it's debatable. Yeah. So those shows get <laughs> lo- get released first on Patreon, and then later on on okay. YouTube. And then there there will be some some special ones that are only on Patreon. Um, there's also been some special guest shows that are only on Patreon. People that are uh, our patrons, actually, we do some special shows just for them and just for music that they like. That's a thing. 
Um, Dusty's been uploading uh, a super awesome thing. We used to do for the Pledge Drive here personalized CDs, so it's like your own show dedicated to you. And those are hilarious and have never, ever been heard before other than by the person that they were definitely for. But now are, are, are becoming available on Patreon. That's You do a whole show for somebody and just we give used it to, to them? Yeah, we used to. But then it got to the point where we were making like 18 of them at a time. And yeah, it was like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> We'd have to do like four shows before we did our actual show. And it was just ridiculous. <laughs> so it, it gets tough. But. Anyway, that's a cool thing. Those are pretty crazy sometimes. And those are like no holds barred. So really funny, pretty crazy. All right. Also check out uh, the link to Public <clears throat> if you're on the 5count.com. Get some sweet 5count uh, merch. You can get coffee cups. You can get T-shirts. And how much pillows. are T-shirts? Uh, they're usually on sale. Yeah. Like 12 bucks, bucks or something. Bucks. Yeah. You know, I I didn't I, I wasn't gonna say this, but when when Justin Fosnap came, he he did he did bring me a Fuzz Talk Radio T-shirt, and I saw you guys did not bring me a T-shirt. Oh, dude, it's true. <laughs> Fosnap brought you one. That's a bummer. But so does, maybe does he make his own? I don't know. No, I'm just saying I got a shirt. No, I think he does. I think he well maybe he did once upon a time, but I think he does T Public also, but. And I'm T- totally kidding. Please don't give me a <laughs> because I said this. T Public, um, we don't have a big stock of shirts ourselves. It makes it really easy for us. We don't make as much money off of it at all, but I can submit designs. I can design them all myself and submit it onto this site, and they take care of everything else. They print the shirt. They That's ship the it to go. you. That's a lot easier go. to deal with. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we wrap this enlightening hour? Yeah, uh, I'd just like to say if uh, Fuzzy's out. No, just kidding. <laughs> Listen, Rob, I'd just like to say, <laughs> Rob, if it's if I'm honest, Rob, <laughs> this has been a really nice time. Listen, Rob, it's been great. Thanks for coming on the show, you guys. This Thank has been, you. This has been a great talk. See, so you guys You guys went an hour and 13 minutes. Do you want to keep going? And you guys thought you wouldn't. You had nothing to say. No, I was surprised that you would want to talk to us for this long. Oh, okay, That's what wow. actually what I said. <laughs> well, here we go. And now you've been looking at your watch for the last 20 minutes. I so. was looking at the thing because I You forgot to hit record? I've screwed up before oh, and had it and had it set to stop after an hour. Oh, yeah. um, you don't one of our that. one of our guests had to. I had to. The best stuff came at the end, and it didn't make it into the show. Bummer. So, so when I got to one hour, I made sure I was watching. Well, I hope you anyway, got what you needed. I got what I needed, and thank you very much for coming on the show, you guys. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Have thank you. Time. And you should uh, be on our show. Is I will be on your show. I will. Uh, yeah, that was the that was the uh, exchange, right? It is now that I brought it up. Uh, and <laughs> I will come on. Maybe not this weekend, but sometime uh, soon I will come on the show. That's a no, Ton. No, that's, that's, a, a, no. that's a yes. I, I've I been really, in the business really long enough. Come on. That's a no. My kids are in town this weekend for Christmas. and uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone said the same thing to Ton. <laughs> Seven years running. <laughs> no, it's all good. Come when you can. What did Frank say? It's been great having you. Uh, he just blew his nose. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sly. I mean, he, Copland wasn't that great. <laughs> Listen, we're putting the tree up over here. That's what we got. It he must have been around Christmas. Was it around Christmas? Look, R- Rambo 2 was nothing until I was on. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. I, made, I made that movie. <laughs> Hold on. I got I to gotta blow my nose. <laughs> Is he in Rambo 2? Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed him. I hope he doesn't hear you say that because he's seen... a little bit particular. Man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you. Take care. See you.